Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Corruption, cover-up, and conspiracy. This is the biggest story in beer, and no one is talking about it. My name is Will, and this is Beer Babies. It all started with an email, an email that would send me down a path of discovery. Little did I know that I was about to discover the greatest kept secret in Australian brewing. Through the following podcast, I hope to uncover the truth. But before we can get started, we need to go back to the beginning, the very beginning, an out of the blue email that caught my attention and set off a chain of events that have ongoing permutations all the way to the heights of power in Australian politics. The subject line read as follows. America versus Australia, drinking culture, question mark, question mark, question mark, confusion, full stop. Okay, so it's becoming increasingly evident to me that you guys seem to dot, 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 overreact to the alcohol by volume percentages of beers. 6% seems to be a very powerful beer to you guys, but to me, an American, that's just dot, 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 a normal IPA. Like 5% is fairly low for a craft beer. Under five is solidly low. Under four isn't even really sold. I've got 7% beers in my weeknight rotation and I'm really not trying to brag. That's just how alcoholic beers are. Is it a personal thing that you guys just don't drink slash can't find higher ABV beers? Or do Americans really drink that much more than the rest of the world? P.S. I really promise I'm not trying to one-up you. I'm under 1.5 meters, brackets, I think, question mark. In American, I'm under five feet tall and I'm generally very petite. I'm not out drinking anyone, brackets, I'd die, close brackets. Cheers, guys. Lindsay from America. After reading this, my first thought was, are we being called out? Is my country being called out? But it got me thinking, is this true? Are our beers weak? It was all-consuming. I couldn't sleep. My mind was racing, mostly with thoughts about beer. I couldn't believe what I was hearing, so I decided to start digging. Going back through season two of the podcast, the strongest beer we'd drunk was the J-Juice, which was 7.1%. Most of the time, we're drinking beers that are between 5 and 6%. And in America, it sounds like that's what they give to school children with their lunch. Having a look through my own fridge, I found that most of the beers were barely above 6%. It was at this point I decided to hit the streets. What sort of beers could I find? I got Beer Baby's Finest to comb a few bottle shops and let me know what was out there. So I've come to St John's because I was uh, looking for some strong beers. You know, After being called out, 
by our American listener. Um, I thought I needed to hit the streets and see for myself what was really going on. Um, so I came to St. John's uh, because they sell a heap of different craft beers, so I thought if I'm going to find some stuff, I'll find it there. Um, and one of the stronger ones I could find was the Iced Out Imperial Stout. Um, so this beer is 10% alcohol, and there's 3.5 standard drinks in it. Um, and this sent me back $13 for a can. So that's, uh, that's a lot. What? I wasn't feeling that entire time. Yeah, no. No, other way. No, I'm looking. Other way, other way. Oh, there we go. It's a bit funny, that one. Strong beer. I got a beer. This is the beer I got. And it's around the wrong way, Devin. What do you mean? I'm not going to film it like that. Why not? It's going to come up on the screen like that, isn't it? Oh well. So there are strong beers out there, but they seem to be quite expensive. Who is behind this? And like all great conspiracies, this one goes straight to the top. The Australian government. <laughs> can't see it. In an article published by Yahoo Finance in 2019, it was stated that the Australian government made over $3.6 billion in taxes on Australian alcohol. Australia's alcohol tax is the fourth highest in the world, behind Norway, Japan and Finland. While we pay $2.23 per litre of alcohol in tax on stubbies, cans and longnecks, it's just 12 cents in Germany, Spain it's 14 cents, and it's only 28 cents in the US. A carton of 4.9% beer that retails at $52, well guess what, $22 of that is tax. Excise rates, which is a tax on certain type of goods for alcohol, are indexed twice a year, in line with the Consumer Price Index, or CPI, according to the ATO, and have been increasing every six months for the past 35 years. But what does this look like in the real world? Well, I reached out to our great friends at Buttons Brewing with this email. Hey Josh, I had a question from an American listener and I thought that I should go straight to the source. They were wondering why it seems on our podcast we have weaker beers by alcohol percentage than American beers. I know it's different from beer to beer, but it seems most craft beers I can find are between 5 and 6%. Would you agree? I was wondering, does Australia's high alcohol tax have anything to do with it? And this was his reply. Absolutely, mate. Hit the nail on the head. Australia has one of the highest alcohol excise tax rates in the world. Although we love to make high ABV beers, and there are plenty of good Aussie ones out there, the high tax means that they quickly become 9 to $10 a can, which no one buys in large quantities. The most popular slash highest selling high ABV I know of is Modus Operandi Former Tenant Red IPA at 7.8%. We do the odd beer at 7 and 8%, but they are hard to sell due to the tax rate of nearly half the total cost of production. Cheers, Josh. Once again, what a legend. 
If you're up in Alveson, make sure you stop in at Buttons Brewery and grab yourself a beer. So there you have it, from someone who makes craft beer. Because of the taxes associated with making stronger beers, brewers, or at least the one I asked, are choosing to make less alcoholic beers. The Australian government is responsible for a lot of things I don't agree with. But this is something I simply could not let stand. So I reached out to them with the following email. After filling out a very extensive questionnaire and probably ending up on a watch list. Dear Mr. Morrison, my name is Will. One of the hosts of the Tasmanian beer podcast, Beer Babies, where we try to find the best beer that money can buy. I'm doing a bit of research into taxation of Australian beers. I understand that in 2019, the Australian government made over $3 billion from taxing alcohol. Because of this, brewers, or at least the one brewery I asked, are choosing to make less alcoholic beers. One of our American listeners has called us out and wants to know why. Why Australians drink such weak beers? My question to you, Mr. Prime Minister, is do you think $3 billion is worth being a laughing stock to the rest of the world? And more importantly, do you think that this tax is potentially hurting smaller craft brewers and limiting their ability to make different types of beer? Cheers, Will. My email was met with an automatic reply. And honestly, I thought this was as close to the government as I was going to get. My waiting turned into frustration. After being stonewalled by the Prime Minister, I went to the next best option. My local member, Bridget Archer. Dear Bridget, my name is Will, one of the hosts of Tasmanian Beer Podcast Beer Babies, on a journey to find the best beer that money can buy. I've been doing some digging and trying to get to the bottom of why Australian beers are so much weaker on average than American beers. After talking to a local brewer, the main reason I can come up with is Australia's incredibly high excise tax on alcohol. This is potentially hurting brewers' ability to produce stronger and different varieties of beers. I reached out to Mr. Morrison, but I have not received a comment as of yet. Just wondering if my local member is happy to be held accountable. If you're interested, we would love to hear your views and interview for our podcast. Kind regards, Will. After sending my email again, I was left waiting. Feeling like my exploration had run its course. Feeling I'd never receive any closure. Uh, so, Will, who, who did you just speak to on the phone? Uh, I, I didn't catch her name, but um, I just spoke to uh, a representative for uh, Bridget Archer, the local member for Bass. So the, the plot is thickened. The case is unravelling. And we are going to get to the bottom of this, okay? I was just about to jump into my exercise to take my mind away from this, but it's inescapable. Um, so, yeah, I think this is a really exciting development and I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to getting a little bit closer to what's really going on. Closer to the truth. Bridget Archer's people were reaching out to me. They wanted to talk. There it was. The whole case had just blown wide open with an interview with a federal member for Bass. This story was all of a sudden feeling a little bit out of my depth. Then I reached out to an old friend in the media and the only person at the ABC that I've danced to super bass with at the Mersh. And she gave me some great tips. Don't be afraid to keep asking the same question until you get a straight answer. Generally speaking, you won't. If something feels like it doesn't make sense, it probably doesn't. And really, there's no such thing as a dumb question. 
Ask what you need to ask so you can explain your story to anyone as simply as possible. So, armed with my newfound journalistic knowledge, I set off to meet with my local member of parliament. I was going into the belly of the beast. This is the pointy end of the stick and whatever other analogies you want to put on it. This investigation was getting pretty intense. Lee Sales, lend me your strength. Let your journalistic integrity flow through me. Hey beer babes, so we're here today with the federal member for Bass, Bridget Archer, um, to talk a little bit about uh, something that uh, one of you has raised in our emails. So we got a email, Bridget, from one of our American listeners asking why is it that we're always reviewing such weak beers when it comes to the alcohol percentage. Um, so I'd, I've started to do a little bit of digging and trying to find out a bit more. And one of the, the key things that I found was um, Australia's um, quite high excise tax. Um, and so I was wondering if maybe you could explain a little bit to me and to the listeners, so what is excise tax and maybe how does that work in relation to alcohol? Yeah, well, it was really interesting to get your email, Will, um, because I have to say I didn't know a lot about this issue either. Um, for the last 12 to 18 months, I've been talking a lot, particularly with spirit distillers about excise and their view that uh, excise could be a bit lower mm. uh, for them and comparative to things like wine, for example. But I was really interested to hear from beer producers around this issue um, of the alcohol content um, because I didn't know that that was an issue. So I did go away and did uh, some research mm -hmm. as well um, and discovered that um, alcohol excise applies to beer, spirits and ready-to-drink beverages um, but that um, wine, cider, sake and mead, for example, don't attract an excise or a duty, okay. but instead they're taxed at 29% of their wholesale value under the wine equalisation tax. And so some people argue that's not necessarily fair, mm -hmm. um, but because the um, wine equalisation tax is based on the wholesale value, if we applied that same tax um, to beer, some small brewers might actually be disadvantaged mm. by that. So in addition um, to that, there were also um, some caps on alcohol excise refund scheme, which used mm. to be $30,000. Mm -hmm. And in the 2018-19 budget, in recognition of this issue, um, that cap was raised um, to $100,000. Mm -hmm. And we are getting submissions, pre-budget submissions, from brewers and um, and also from other mm -hmm. spirit um, distillers um, to advocate for that um, to be raised again as part of this budget, so that um, might uh, might sort of help. Um, and also, excise um, attracts some concessional rates as mm -hmm. well, and beer is one of those products that attracts a concessional rate um, under the um, the excise. So, mm -hmm. um, particularly beer on tap. Um, and also um, there's a concessional rate on, it used to be on kegs greater than 48 litres, which obviously advantaged larger mm, brewers. Bigger brewers. Um, and that has, um, has now been um, amended so that it includes kegs of um, between 8 and 48 uh, litres. So that would actually um, assist in mm. some ways with some of those smaller brewers. Mm. But I think part of the issue that we've seen is that um, often, when, I think, when these excises and tax were probably originally implemented, we had mostly 
larger players mm. in the market. And now, of course, we're seeing, which I think is great, mm-hmm. um, quite a proliferation of small um, batch brewers, yeah. um, niche distilleries, mm. um, and those sorts of things, which we want to encourage. That's great here in um, northern Tasmania. We've yeah. got lots and lots. Yeah, and there's there's lots of these um, sort of microbreweries and even mm. uh, bigger, bigger microbreweries um, starting to pop up. And so that's what I was wondering. Um, so... It sounds like there are concessions and sort of um, ways in which uh, breweries can get reimbursed. But I guess um, one thing that I sort of, like I had a chat with a brewer was that he found that by the time with the excise tax and stuff like that, by the time they make something that's eight percent, um, in order to sell it, the can will cost ten dollars. So while that the the brewer might be able to get like refunded for making that the bottle shops might not be able to sell it because no one wants to pay it. Exactly. Yeah. So Even though it's very good beer and you should buy it anyway. Yeah, ex- exactly. $10 is pretty, pretty steep yeah, it, for it's a, a fair, It's a fair yeah. bit for a can. And so I was wondering, uh, do you think that the way that uh, excise tax is set up at the minute is prohibitive to small brewers? Yeah, I think it is. And I think it's prohibitive to... We know it's prohibitive to small brewers, to small distilleries, and it's not really... Um, it's not really keeping pace, I think, with the change mm. that's occurred in the industry. So certainly that's something I've been working um, with distilleries around mm-hmm. and advocating for some movement on that. And now that I know that it's an issue that affects um, brewers as well, um, certainly happy to advocate mm. on their behalf as well. Well, that's it. Well, that's that's amazing to hear that uh, maybe maybe this could be like the uh, the the beer babies law will come into effect that um we, yes. we've actually changed the way the country's run. Beer babies is, unite. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's really, really exciting. Something something uh, something that I'm I'm going to think long and hard about. Yeah. Um I so, think it's also, you know, a really good example of, you know, we don't know everything. Mm. You know, and um because of your inquiry and your um listeners inquiry we're able to explore that issue. So mm. I guess it's also a really important message to people to um, reach out, get in touch and ask those questions because that's how you can affect change because mm. we don't know what we don't know. Yeah, exactly. And I think, and again, it's an excellent opportunity to thank you again for taking the time to chat to us. Um, this has been uh, really insightful and I feel like I've learned a fair bit, so I imagine our listeners will as well. But before I let you go, I've got one last question for you and it's probably the most important question um, and that's what's your favourite beer? Well, it's a very tough choice. I And beer is not my preferred beverage mm-hmm. unless it is... Um, I like a beer in summer if mm-hmm. it's a hot day. Yep. Um, and I like to try different beers if I go on holidays because mm-hmm. I think sometimes there's so many different... Mm. Um, you know, craft breweries around and you can really, like wine, I think you get a bit of a sense mm. of a region or a location through their local beer. But of course, I'm here in northern Tasmania, mm-hmm. so I'm going to give a shout out to Little Rivers Pale mm-hmm. Ale. Yeah. Uh, so get your hands on some Little Rivers yep. Pale Ale. Yeah. Um, we, we here at Beer Babies are pretty big fans of Little Rivers, so yeah. um, can, we can definitely in, endorse that as well. Um, thank you so much for taking the time to chat to us. This has been really insightful. Okay. Um, and, yeah, thank you so much. No worries. Thank you. Uh, so, Will, <laughs> now, that, now that you've got beer in your mouth, uh, tell us where you've been and how it was. Hopefully you've just watched that. Um, oh, yeah. Bridget <laughs> Archer, and um, it, was, it was quite surprising, uh, to be perfectly honest. I didn't... I expected it to be a bit more combative, 
Uh, <laughs> to be perfectly honest, I went in there like with my guns at the ready, but... Well, you are a greenie, so... Yeah, well, that's it. But I, I was really surprised uh, by uh, her takes on it. Um, and it's interesting to hear that she's actually like interested in how Exodus tax works um, and how it actually affects local brewers and stuff like that. Um, and she said, um, and she seemed very nice and I'd have to take her out of work, but she said that she'd be interested in looking at excise tax and small brewers. So they, there's the potential, there's the real potential that beer babies might have just affected like the way in which Australians are taxed. So, um, that's, Friends uh, in high places. That's something to look forward to. So when the um, when the eventual beer babies amendment comes in to the tax, right. uh, have a pine on us. So. so, like I said after the interview, they went pretty different to what I was expecting. In my head, I thought I was going to have to shake down this crooked politician to get to the truth. I expecting her to be dodging my questions and beating around the bush. And to be honest, Bridget listened to our questions and actually made a few good points. I need to preface this with beer babies have no official political ties and I personally have never voted Liberal. Which, in Australia, the Liberal Party are the Conservative Party for our American listener at home. So this is more beer babies endorsing an idea rather than any one political party. I love the idea that because of beer babies, there's the potential that the way federal taxes are doled out might change. So I thought to wrap up, I'd just share a few of my ideas and feelings. Australians and Australian brewers are charged some of the highest rates in the world for their beloved beers. Now, the money from these taxes go to really important programs and do help a lot of people. But small craft brewers create jobs, both in beer production and getting in their supplies. I really think that there needs to be a balance. I started drinking around the same time as the Alco-Pop tax introduction, which was aimed to decrease young people drinking by taxing pre-packaged sugary alcoholic drinks at a higher rate. And now, we did drink less of these drinks. It just made us swap to something cheaper. I think more education on the effects of alcohol and how to enjoy something responsibly is more important. And I am Will Egan... And on the back of this, I am running for president. That concludes my investigation into why beers in the USA are stronger than beers in Australia. This was our biggest project yet. And if you liked it, let us know because we can do some more. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.